Welcome to Real Authors in Real Time podcast, where we explore the world of writing, publishing, and book promotion. Your host, Carmen Renee Berry, co-founder of Berry Powell Press, is a New York Times best-selling author and has been on Oprah and featured in Newsweek. She helps aspiring authors create top-quality books that transform lives. Join Carmen and her guests as they share insights and experiences in publishing and learn how to bring your message to the world. And now, Carmen. We are going to reveal a secret that editors know that most writers do not on today's episode. And to reveal that secret, I have Abigail Dangler, or Abby as we call her, the director of our editorial services. Welcome to the podcast, Abby. Hi, Carmen. You've you've got the right gal because I love secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this secret relates to people who want to write self-help books. And no matter what self-help book you have read, it has been structured in one of four ways. There's only four ways to structure a self-help book. When I found that out years ago, I was stunned because I had been writing self-help books <laughs> and, and I thought I was just brilliantly coming up with new ways to structure my books. But that's not the case. So um, give us a little bit about it, your background, Abby, and then let's jump into the four types of structures for self-help books. Yeah, so I am our director of editorial services here at Barry Powell Press. And I started my editing and writing coaching career when I went to Azusa Pacific University for college. It's a a small Christian college in Southern California. And uh, while I was there, I worked at the Writing Center and I just got a lot of experience coaching a wide variety of writers in a wide variety of subjects. And I really, really fell in love with it. Um, and gained a certain lens for looking at writing that allowed me to see see different layers and figure out how to improve them. So many of the authors I've gotten to work with have written self-help books, and those self-help books are now winning awards, which is just incredible. I got to work with Nancy Stella. She now has three little award stickers on her book, which is just insane. Um, I've got to work with Phil Chian, Rhythms of Resilience, got to work with Eric, Gone Don't Run from the Fight. Um, just some really incredible, incredible authors. There are so many more. Yeah, but I, I really love working with self-help book authors because they have a message of their life <laughs> that they have now decided this is the moment in time in their personal history where this story and this this expertise and knowledge that has been building over the course of usually decades is now coming to fruition in a physical form. And that is just really exciting to be a part of. You know, sometimes self-help books are sort of poo-pooed or uh, discredited, and yet they are one of the biggest sellers in, uh-huh. uh, in the industry. One of the things we do here is we make sure that the self-help book is authentic from the author's experience. We're not writing manuals. Uh-huh. We're writing books that come from the the journey and the challenges and the successes of our authors. And gr- grabbing all of that energy into a book is a challenge and a joy. Yeah, so I really see self-help books as um, mentorship. It's like, imagine you're struggling with an area in your life 
and you stumble into someone on the bus or in the CVS line and yeah and you're like oh my gosh you're an expert on like early childhood parenting or something yeah something that's important to you you meet someone who is an absolute expert on the exact thing that you have been struggling with and you just get to sit down and talk with them about it for a while ask them your questions and hear what they have learned out of all of their years studying this thing and so they're really incredible well, let's go ahead and share the secret of the four structures that hold up every self-help book out there. I mean, if they're, yeah. if they're doing it right. <laughs> I would describe it, it's like the infrastructure in our world. The best structure is the one that's so intuitive, you never even notice it. That's right. Um, it's so well designed that you don't think about it. You just move through the material. You only think about structure usually when you're like, wait, where are we going? And why? <laughs> when a reader picks up a book, they've done research on this. The reader looks at the cover, the back cover, and then the table of contents. And maybe you don't do this in particular, but a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, look at the table of contents. And with a self-help book, they say, is this going to answer my problem? And with self-help, the reader is coming to your book with a problem that they want you to help them solve. And so your your structure, or in, in another way of saying it, you're like your table of contents, is basically the roadmap from their problem to their solution. And they're saying, okay, I see where you're going, and now I'm, I get to decide if I want to go on the journey that you're creating. And when you set up a structure, that creates this unspoken agreement between the reader and the author that you're going to then take them where they want to go. <laughs> And so structure is, is part of, it's creating that roadmap and then following through on it. Well, let's get into the secret that we promised we would share at the beginning of our podcast. And that is, what are the four types of structures available to self-help authors? Yes. Okay, so I, I will name the four and then we'll go into each one. So the first one is developmental the second one is modular, the third one is step-by-step, -step, and the fourth one is a combination of the first three. So let's go into developmental first. The developmental structure is really about walking the reader from point A, where they are now, to point B, which is where they want to be. And how about the next one, modular? So the modular structure is a book that is broken up into sections or chapters that could stand alone. Um, they don't need to be read in order, uh, but they are united by the core message of the book. So this is really common of like personality type books or practice based books uh, where readers can jump to whatever thing is most relevant to them. So some great examples of this would be like books on uh, there's a book I like on Enneagram, The Road Back to You. Um, also, the, the book on the five love languages would be a great example of this. Um, also, in uh, Phil Chan's Rhythms of Resilience, uh, we made it so that the reader could jump to whatever practice was most applicable to whatever they were going through right now. His is a combination, but it has that that modular element to it to where if you're in a pinch, you can just go to the thing that is most relevant, most pressing to you. 
So really the hallmark of modular is that it doesn't necessarily need to be read in order. And that that's just a good way to recognize it and a good way to think about it. If, if you're a writer thinking about how to structure your book, thinking about is it important that this is read in order or can the order be established based on the reader's need? A really simple example is a cookbook. Yeah. Nobody uh, gets a cookbook and reads it from the beginning to the no. end. Um, I, I never read cookbooks because I'm not a, I'm not a cook at all, but uh, I have seen them. And that is a modular example of, of how you would be able to pick one recipe and then follow that step by step, which leads us uh-huh. into our next category, step by step. Yeah, so step-by-step, our third one, uh, this is when a book walks the reader through a defined set of steps to achieve a certain result. So there may be multiple sets of steps, or the steps can repeat in each section, um, but basically there there is a defined set, which makes it different from developmental, where developmental is kind of a more more gradual and less clearly segmented but steps is like, there are five steps to achieve this result. Um, so a great example of this is Don't Run From the Fight by our author, Eric Freedom. Uh, the book is organized into five strategies, which are basically the steps. And then within each step are chapters that will help the reader develop that tangible outcome. Um, and for the best result, ideally a reader would read would go through those steps in order. They would complete strategy one, and then complete strategy two, and so forth. So that leads us to the combination. And many self-help books use a combination of developmental module and and step-by-step so that the book can address different elements of the problem that they're trying to solve. One of the examples of a combination is our gold award-winning Trauma in the Pews, written by Dr. Janine McConaughey. Uh, tell us how you can put all these uh, these different structures together and make something unique for your book. There are so many different ways that you can organize these. Um, for example, a book organized by modules may have a set of steps in each one, or a book organized by steps may have developmental chapters within each one. You could have it half and half where uh, the first part is maybe you're explaining a concept um, developmentally, and then you have a set of steps afterwards. I think this can be easier to take in through examples. So Fear Traps by Dr. Nancy Stella, our first book that we published, there are six modules, and each module is based on a fear that one might have. So for example, loneliness, rejection, fear of failure, so there are six of those, and the reader can say, okay, which which fear do I relate to the most? And then when they go to that section, there are a set of five steps. So you can see there how basically there's steps within modules. It allows the reader to achieve a certain result, but start where they need to. Another example of this would be Rhythms of Resilience by Phil Chan. Phil is a very conceptual guy. Very. <laughs> He's amazing. And he really wants people to understand why they're doing what they're doing. So we were like, this needs to be a book of practices. It needs to be super practical. And Phil's book is kind of complicated, but basically it has four steps. And then within those steps, there are modules. 
So the, the steps are kind of like the larger spiritual formation elements. And then the modules within those are particular practices. But I think this is a really fun way to structure a book because it just gives the reader so much flexibility. Um, if they are in a place in their life where they are, are ready to, they have some spare time and they want to just sit down and kind of chew on the concepts first, they have that mental space to ponder, um, they can go through and read it in order. But if they're in the in the heat of battle on any given day and they need something they can read in five minutes that will help them calm down and handle a situation effectively, they can jump exactly to that chapter with the practice they need. So yeah, I think that the way that you structure your book, it just provides different options and a different experience for readers to take in your material based on based on what they need right now. If I was hearing this for the first time, I, w I would want to go take a nap because it <laughs> seems very complicated and difficult. Um, and it is challenging, but it's not impossible. Um, I would encourage you, if you are writing a self-help book, to talk with people in a writer's group, ask people how they would enter the information. But mostly I would encourage you to hire a really good developmental editor who knows how to structure self-help books. We, of course, do that here, but there are developmental editors uh, available to you. And just the same way that you would want to have a proofreader, make sure that you didn't have any grammatical errors, a developmental editor can help you start your book out on the right foot. Would you agree with that, Abby? I would, I would absolutely agree. And I think also, I guess a guide for writers thinking about which structure would fit my book the best, I would again say, you'll have to try something on and see if it works. That is a normal part of the process. That is not your failure. And I would also think about the material that you're presenting and say, okay, it, am I trying to give my reader a set of directions? Is it about presenting a set of concepts? It is, is it about walking them through a process? Every self-help book contains elements of these, but I would say try them out and see which resonates the most, which one most effectively delivers the message that you're trying to reach your reader with. I can echo what Abby said, which is you're not doing anything wrong by trying on new structures. Uh, I was, my, uh, my baptism into editing, I mean, into being an author, I had to restructure my book 39 times. So if you haven't hit 39, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> no <laughs> complaining. Uh, but we finally hit the right uh, structure and and the book did extremely well because people could understand it. And that's really the goal, is that you communicate clearly and effectively with your reader. Okay. Um, you've shared a lot of good information with us today, Abby. If somebody would like to follow you on Instagram, how could they do that? Yeah, uh, my Instagram handle is Abigail Stone Joy. That's stone like a rock. That's my <laughs> middle name. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, you can connect with me there. I share a lot about I share a lot about writing and creative community and things like that. Abby, you've brought a wonderful presentation today on structure of self-help books, and it is a joy to work with you. We are all Thanks, we are Carmen. working on all kinds of really great books that are going to be coming out soon. <laughs> For the listeners, we hope that you will continue to tune in and learn what it's like to write a book and to become an author in the author journey.
If you like our program, send us a comment and visit us online at barrypowellpress.com.